0: Hello, is this thing on?
1: Of course it is. They can definitely hear us.
0: Yeah, we're in our fourth season. There's no silencing us now.
1: Welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast, an unfiltered discussion on health and healthcare. My name is Amy Archibald Burley. And I'm Sarah Fung, and we are your podcast hosts. Please make sure that you subscribe
0: to our new YouTube channel where you can watch our podcast in video format. Please hit the subscribe
1: button. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any other podcast platform, leave us a rating and review.
0: Hi and welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week, week to week on The Green Podcast. We have such a dope guest. We're so excited to have him here. But without further ado, Sarah, please do the honors of introducing this awesome guest.
1: I am fangirling so hard right now. I think I said in an episode last year that I had all these big plans to get people on the show and I'm like, we'll never get him on. But if we ever get Nurse Blake on, it would be amazing. And so that's who we have on today.
2: Yay! Yay! Yay!
1: (laughs) So I'm going to introduce Blake briefly. Blake Lynch, aka Nurse Blake, is a nurse creator, internationally touring comedian, healthcare advocate, and keynote speaker. Earning viral video status via his light takes on his experience as a nurse, he now takes his comedy to stages around the world, bringing nurses together through his humor and inspiration. Nurse Blake sold out 2022, PTO comedy tour, began as a 14-show run and grew to 55 shows due to demand. By the way, we were at one of them, the Toronto (laughs) show. He is the creator of NurseCon at Sea, one of the largest and most popular nursing conferences, and the NurseCon app, which provides free continuing nursing education courses. Nurse Blake is also the author of a best-selling children's book, I Want to Be a Nurse When I Grow Up, available online and at bookstores everywhere. Welcome, Nurse Blake
2: hi thank you so much for having me
1: thank you so much for joining us i know i don't even know where to start but you know what i maybe we should just start with uh talking about you as a nurse because honestly one of the things we see all the time is like is nurse blake a real nurse and so we want to just clear this up right off the bat maybe you could tell us about um when you got into nursing and how you started your nursing career
2: Yeah, don't listen to what Reddit says that I'm not a real nurse, whatever Reddit is anyways. No, I am a nurse. I have my license to prove it. I've been a nurse for nine years now. I did go to nursing school in Florida. And if you've heard the news at the beginning of the year that Florida was passing out those fake nursing diplomas, I was not one of them. I did my time. I did my clinical and exams. I actually went to the University of Central Florida. So I got accepted and started in 2012. And then I graduated in 2014. I got my first job in Greenville, South Carolina. So I worked on a pulmonary floor, which, you know, a lot of secretions, a Mm -hmm. lot of...
1: (laughs) <laughs> you know, just like
2: the gross mucus, like respiratory stuff. And I'm like, hey, if I wanted to do that, I would have become a respiratory therapist. So I did my time. I did my year there. And then I moved to Houston, Texas, where I worked on a liver transplant ICU floor. And then I became injury prevention coordinator for Harris County at one of the level one trauma centers in Houston at Taub. Then I moved to Seattle, Washington, because Houston was so hot and so humid. I wanted to be somewhere where it was like super rainy and just like depressing all the time. Just I didn't <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so depressing and raining. But I worked there at a level one trauma center, Harborview. I guess because I wanted to be like friends with Meredith Gray on Gray's Anatomy. And I worked on their trauma floor as a care coordinator. And then I moved back to Florida to be closer with family. So I've worked all over the country in, you know, many different nursing roles from working at the bedside to working as a care coordinator. So kind of like in a nursing social worker kind of role. So I've been able to see nursing through like different perspectives and different lenses, which I think gives me um, kind of a greater understanding of the many different capacities and roles that nurses can have. So I kind of take all those different experiences and kind of put that into my content and my videos that I make today.
0: That is so amazing. And you know what? See, Reddit, we we've we've cleared all up. We know that Nurse Blake is a nurse. Done, done, done. We've we've cleared <laughs> it's up. In we've the name,
2: up. it's <laughs> Nurse Blake.
0: Right. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to really talk to you about is some of your content, your YouTube videos, and really what inspired you to actually start doing some of these videos. What was your inspiration, and you know why? how did it kind of develop into what you're kind of doing now? You've done so many different things, but what was your main inspiration?
2: A panic attack and burnout. <laughs> so I was in Houston at the time I was working in critical care in that liver transplant ICU, and I remember driving home from work one day, And it was like one of those really long shifts, you know, the ones where you don't have time to pee and you're just like crying in the supply room and you're just like, want to, you question your life if you want to just be a barista at Starbucks. And I was driving home that day and I just remember like feeling this sense of impending doom that my life was over and I just couldn't breathe and I was just like freaking out, but I didn't realize it was a panic attack. And after I had that experience, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, maybe nursing is too much. Maybe it's not for me. Like, even though I had been a nurse coming up on four years now. And I think because I had moved from Florida and I had moved away, I was kind of, like, alone. Even though I had great friends and stuff, you know, I really didn't have, like, a strong, like, community. And so I needed an outlet to kind of just share my story. So I just came out with one silly, like, funny video and I realized that it not only like helped me kind of just like just make fun of nursing, it like helped a lot of people that like watched and shared my videos. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm kind of like onto something. Maybe I'm not the only one that feels alone. Maybe I'm not the only one looking for connection and community. So I never ever got into nursing to make videos or do comedy or to write a book or all this other stuff. Um, it's kind of happened organically, naturally based off things that I've needed as a person, as a nurse. And I'm just so thankful that the community has made me feel not alone that, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect nurse. We're not going to get all done within the 12 hour shift in today's healthcare and nursing environment. So it's definitely been a really cool journey from something that started as something really negative in my life, you know, having a panic attack is is very scary. And then, you know, being diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder and all these other things. Um, And to see something Turned from something so negative and so scary into this like positive community and connections I made with nurses around the world, just like both of you, like being on your podcast today. This was never in my plan going to nursing school, but I think it's a testament to, you know, if you keep your heart and mind open, nursing can take you down like a really crazy journey.
1: That's actually really amazing because a big reason why Amy and I started this podcast is we would both struggled a lot in nursing. Um, we've had our own struggles with mental health, bullying, all of that. And we felt like nobody was listening. And then one day we're like, you know what? Let's just create our own platform where we can talk about these issues and, you know, make light of it, but also bring greater awareness to the, the barriers and challenges that nurses face. So um, I'm, I'm sure similar to you, like when you first put out that YouTube video, I'm not sure what you were hoping or what you expecting. expecting. Um, we certainly didn't know our podcast would grow to what it is now. But what were your thoughts when you put that first YouTube video out?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I do have to say and shout out to both of you because I think we all do have voices, we just don't know how to use them. And the fact that both of you came together and you're doing this podcast, which I know is a lot of hard work, it's not easy, it's a lot of time and dedication. I just think it's great that you guys are also able to realize that your voice has power and able to help other people. But just like when you guys posted your first podcast episode, you were probably scared and nervous, didn't know what to expect, didn't know what it was going to look like. That was the same with my video, like it was really just for friends. Friends and family. I didn't think too much about it. Um, Like I said, at that time that I posted the video, I was living in Houston, Texas. But my grandmother called me like the day after I posted it from Daytona Beach, Florida, in her rocking chair, drinking her Coors Light. Called me. It was like I see your video on the news, like the local news, and I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You see me dancing in a scrub romper by my pool. On the local news in Daytona Beach, Florida. And I guess nothing was going on at the time, but all the local news, local news stations like around the country like picked it up. And I had no idea I was gonna get that response. I'm like, how? It's such a stupid, silly video. Like, why was the news sharing that? And I would just get messages from so many nurses and nursing students. Like, I'm sure you all get too. Like, your podcast has helped so many people, and my video helped so many people. So it really just inspired me to keep doing that. Like I have I had no end goal and I still don't have an end goal. Um, you know, like I just take it day by day. A lot of people ask, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Drinking a Starbucks coffee and just like living my best life. Like, I don't know. And I feel like in nursing we're so pushed into what's next like when are you going back to school when are you getting your master's like when are you going to be certified that sometimes we feel like where we're at is not good enough and I've kind of leaned into hey wherever I'm at on my journey it is good enough and I am enjoying it and I am happy and that I won't re- you know listen to other people pressuring me to, to do this or do that because right now I feel like I'm providing value to myself and also helping other people in the process. So it doesn't matter how many letters you have behind your name, <laughs> you know, what your job title is or how long you've been a nurse, like we could all learn from each other um, and come together, you know, no matter where we are in our life journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that experience with us because like Sarah said, we talk a lot about mental health on our podcast and that was kind of the uniting force for myself and Sarah. And again, I, I am no stranger to having panic attacks and panic disorder. I mean, we talk about taking medications and all these different things that, you know, there is so much stigma that surrounds these things. Yeah. And I think it's, I think what you do, maybe you don't even realize is you bring people together, you bring communities together, you have brought the nursing community together. So it just means so much to us that the fact that you know through laughter whether it's you know a funny joke or a funny meme or you know you're wearing a wig and we're like that is exactly how that shift went it's actually about connection and i think that is so important i think that like you said yeah it was a low period of time in your life but you were able to make something out of it and you were supposed to you brought people together so i think that like win-win right i think that's that is definitely something that we need to continue to champion a
1: hundred percent yeah. And so have you thought now that so many people know how who you are? Have you thought about the impact you have now on nurses and other healthcare professionals? No. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I think when I get those like moments that are really, really special that were like, for example, like when I'm on tour and I see, you know, when I'm backstage by myself, right, because I'm alone when I tour, I typically have, you know, Someone there to run production and stuff, but everyone's typically busy, you know, getting ready for my show. I'm backstage just like on my phone and seeing people tag me uh, coming to my show in party buses with their whole unit is when I'm like, this is cool. Like, this is more than just my comedy. Like, it's so cool that coworkers are able to come together outside of their job and have a night to remember. I typically when I can, I do meet and greets after my show. And I had this mom and daughter come to my show. The mom was a nurse and the daughter was in nursing school. And she was like, I just want you to know, like, me and my daughter haven't talked in, like, a really long time. And I surprised her with these tickets. And we both came to your show and they were both there just, like, crying. Like, how cool it was that, you know, the the stories I was telling was, were able to bring them together. And the same thing with Nurse Con at Sea. Um, we've just finished our third cruise. We're about to go into our fourth next year and we've had people come each and every year. Um, so it's, we've had nurses that have come on all three cruises and it's so cool. Just the friends they've been able to meet on the cruises. There's, there's like classmates that went to nursing school together and graduated like 10 years ago and now they all live and work all over the country, but they all come together and come on nurse kind at sea. So it's, it's moments like that where it hits me and I'm like, okay, what I'm doing is it's really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think that I don't, I don't even think for yourself you realize how, how big it has become, right? Like you are this figure that a lot of people look up to. And I think the fact of the matter is it's in, it's an important role that you have. Maybe you you don't recognize or you do recognize it. And I think the, the next question, Sarah and I kind of had, you kind of touched on it a little bit with this conversation was, you know, the fact of um, whether you feel like you're an influencer or a nurse advocate or do you live in both worlds? Like how do you see yourself in terms of all of the the success that you've gained over the last couple of years.
2: My name is Blake and I'm a nurse. I do I do comedy shows and I also like run a nursing conference. I mean, when people ask me what I do, that's kind of like, that's kind of my answer. Um, I don't consider myself like an influencer. I don't consider myself like an entrepreneur, even though I have an office and I I manage 90 people that help run nurse con at sea. Like it's a lot of work. And while by textbook, I might be those things and people may call me that, but I'm really, I'm a nurse you know, looking to bring nurses together at the end of the day and give nurses like really great experiences that they deserve. So I really don't see myself as, <laughs> as as those other things.
1: It's funny because actually the very first time I heard of you, Blake, I was working a night shift and I was working with a lot of nurses. It was like a super stressful unit. And all of a sudden I see these nurses gathered around the computer and they're <laughs> laughing so hard. I'm like, what is What's going happening? on? So I had to stop what I was doing and I joined them around the computer and they were actually watching one of your videos. It was the one that you did about, you know, night shift, night shift nurses be like, and I was like, Oh, I'm like, so this is nurse Blake. I'm like, you were, you were bringing people together at a time where like, I didn't even know who you were. And I thought, Oh, this guy's funny. And so. I just think that like maybe with the content we put out there, we don't realize the impact that it has until we get that feedback, right? Like with a podcast, we often don't hear from our listeners, but they do enjoy it and they do resonate with what we say. And so I think, you know, you've got that effect too, but a lot on a bigger scale, Um, Thanks. Yeah, I, I,
2: you know, I think even as nurses, right? um, Just those of you that that work at the bedside or work in a hospital that are, you know, caring for patients, you know, on a daily basis, like, you guys are also making an impact. And I know when I was working back at the bedside, like, we don't realize the impact we have on patients and families. So I... But I also try not to put so much pressure on myself where I feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world or I have to do this or say that, you know, I always try to kind of be true to myself. And I, th- I think when I first started, I would watch the numbers, like how many followers did I have? Like how many people were watching my videos and shared it and commented and liked it. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, it's more about the quality of my followers and it is about the quantity because you could have... 5 million followers but 2 million just follow you cuz the drama and they don't like you and just want to comment all this trash but I've been able to surround myself with really positive um followers where if you look at my comments they're everyone's super nice like I don't get any hate or negativity and I know that's something that not everyone who has like an online presence can say so I think it just goes to I'm not trying to get millions of followers. You know, I love the followers that I have. And if you don't like watching my stuff, you don't have to watch my stuff, but that's okay. But I also don't expect every nurse to know me and like, and watch my content. And I don't do what I do for those people. I do what I do for the people that, that, that do watch and appreciate, you know, my stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I know you t- you touched on your nursing cruise and you touched on your comedy tour and you are just amazing. Like, honestly, <laughs> I know we keep saying that, but you've done so many great things. I'm sure we haven't even touched on half of the things you've done, but maybe you could tell us about an achievement that makes you most proud.
2: I think it would be the inclusivity and the diversity that we have on Nurse at Sea. You know, I think when I when I'm looking at the crowd or I'm at the parties, what makes NurseCon C so special is it's open up to nurses around the world. It's for all nurses and nursing students. A lot of nursing conferences are you have to be a magnet hospital to come to MagnetCon or you have to be a critical care nurse to come to NTI. And NurseCon is NurseCon. It's for all nurses. So when I'm at a party at one of our NurseCon see theme parties, we got. 21 year old nursing student dancing with a 72 year old cno just about to retire and that is cool because we could all learn from each other no matter what kind of nurse we are no matter how long we've been in the profession and that and just for our participants to be able to create such a safe place where everyone could feel safe and just be silly and have fun is definitely probably one of the the proudest accomplishments over anything else is just seeing that is really cool
0: yeah no that sounds really great and i think that you know one of the things we talk a lot about too here is about the the fact that how important it is to see that representation right i think it's it's so important that, you know, when whatever environment it is, particularly our working environments, that it's so good to have people from various different eclectic backgrounds, various different levels of knowledge. is always something that someone can bring to the table. And I feel that's why nursing is so dynamic. And I think that the other pieces, I kind of wanted to, to chime in when you, when you both were talking about, you know, the whole advocate or influencer piece, that the fact that it's really good to see nurses in different spaces. I think that, you know, a lot of the public we try to do a lot of education of the public so they understand how dynamic nursing is because what we've recognized kind of during the pandemic is a lot of people didn't really understand the role of a nurse they just said okay nurses are just at the bedside or they had no idea that nurses were in so many different roles whether they were you know advocating for policy change whether they were you know working in an icu or maybe they were in a boardroom or maybe they were working as a street nurse like i think just through this, this opportunity, we've been able to meet so many different roles and so many different facets of nursing. And I think it's important that people know that, you know, we can be seen in these various different spaces. So as, as much as Sarah keeps being like, you're amazing. It's because we feel that it's so important for people to realize that nurses can be, anywhere and everywhere. And I think that, you know, it just continues to amplify our profession in this way where people can say, Oh, you know what? I never knew that a nurse could do that. Or I never knew that, you know, a nurse could be in this space and, and, you know, take up this 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 area in this particular way and I think it's just amazing that you know we all have these opportunities and, and I have to say they are opportunities for us to have a platform to say something right and I know that people are listening because for example we've had the same where you know we're out in the situation and someone's like oh yeah I did see the the gritty nurses or I did see this person say that and we're like oh my god we actually, did say that actually, didn't we oh crap um,
1: <laughs> when we went to your show it was one of the first shows like in person that we'd gone to since the pandemic started and people were like wanting to take pictures with us and we're like that was weird and it was, and no, it, was really- it was so funny because we had worn masks to that show remember yes and people still oh, recognize yeah. us with our mask on
2: and people still recognize you well i'm sure people are going to recognize you on nurse con at sea because i want to invite you guys oh my god you guys no do state room on nurse con at sea next year
0: oh my god are you, you you're you're messing with us today <laughs>
2: oh so i'm going to give you guys a room on nurse con at sea next oh year god. so all you have to yeah. do is get to miami
0: Oh. oh, my God. Thank you so much. Well, you of know course. what? Like, anytime you want to come roll with the pretty nurses, you can come join us in our studio.
2: Well, we'll be hanging out at Nurse Kennedy, so it's perfect.
0: There we go. <laughs> we'll just bring our stuff with us. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much. That means a lot to of us. Course. Yeah. Yeah,
2: of course. No, and I will get you guys tickets to the show. And uh, you guys are by where Toronto. Toronto. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll get you tickets to, to, to the show. I'm so excited to come to Canada. I think on my PTO tour, I only did a few shows in Canada, but this year I'm doing like six or seven. Oh, That's nice. amazing.
1: Yeah, Canadian nurses are hardcore. Okay, we can be, we can party, we can be wild. We're fun too.
2: You all are fun. So fun.
0: <laughs> we yeah, we can be a little bit rowdy. But I mean, y'all are I think, great. I think nurses just can be rowdy in general but like period yeah yeah. no i know (laughs) i know
2: like for nurse kind of see we break like the the sales on um on the alcohol packages whenever i do a show it's like so great
0: but we need a break right like i think that's that's the other piece right it's been so challenging and it's just you know every once in a while it's nice to for us to get together and kind of cut loose because i don't think a lot of people really understand what it's like and this is kind of the truth that you bring in some of your videos where you know we might sit down and have a conversation about something that might be totally abhorrent, disgusting to someone else, but that's just our life. That's just what we. That's our lived experience. Right, this is normal. And when we're all coming together, like it's just like we we get it, right? We get we get each other.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, we could sit and talk about the grossest things, and people will stop eating if they're not nurses. But we're just like, no, let's talk about that nasty wound. Let's keep that Keep going, had. yeah. Share stories.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> One of of the other questions we wanted to ask you was about some of the work, some of the, I would say, advocacy work that you've done out in Florida. Do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the work that you've done?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I I really got into advocacy when I was back in nursing school, Uh, a real nursing school in Florida, UCF. Yes, (laughs) one that he didn't pay
0: his license for.
2: (laughs) Uh, One of my really close friends in nursing school was Emmy, and she has sickle cell anemia. And I'm so proud of her because so many times throughout the program, professors would tell her that she shouldn't be a nurse. She wasn't going to be able to do it. And now nine years later, she's an amazing nurse. And I'm just so proud of her and everything that she's accomplished. Um, So back in nursing school, she would have to be hospitalized a lot of times to, to get blood transfusions. And so she inspired me to go and donate blood. And unfortunately, I was turned away because back then the FDA banned gay males from donating blood. And I was like shocked. I had like no idea that was a thing. I told like all my professors and classmates and no one had ever heard about it. I'm like, well, maybe that's why no one knows about it because no one's heard about it. So I decided to create a little Facebook group called Band for Life and to raise awareness on the band. And we would host Ban for Life blood drives, where we would collect petition signatures, but also encourage people who were eligible to donate blood, to donate blood in place of those who are banned, like myself. So we like were hosting blood drives all over the country. We finally get the FDA to call me, wanting to present in D.C. in front of the Blood Advisory Board. And in December of 2015, they announced, it, uh, announced that they were going to end and lift the lifetime ban. And I think that's when I learned the power that I had as a nursing student and the power that nurses have when we all come together. And that, and I, I was like, the FDA is never going to listen to me because I'm like this 22-year-old like, stupid nursing student in Orlando, Florida, who's also like working part-time on the night shift and, and as a patient care tech. And I was like, I thought I was going to have no time for it. I thought the FDA wasn't going to listen to me. But I'm so glad I stuck with it. And I'm so glad I've stuck with that project. Even 10 years now, because even though the FDA ended the lifetime ban, they put in a 12-month deferral, which is a 90-day ban, and then a 30-day ban, and they announced this year that, especially in the States, they're lifting that ban altogether, so... I am so excited and proud of everyone who stuck with me during that project, and I just kind of share that story to encourage other nurses and nursing students to find things they're passionate about and changes they want to make in healthcare and do it, because if you don't, who will? So it's it's all about believing in yourself and figuring out what works and what doesn't work and and using free platforms like social media to really get your message across.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think there's so much fear in silencing in nursing, and the fact that a lot of nurses feel you have to act a certain way, you have to say certain things, or else you're going to get in trouble. Um, The biggest fears that I hear from nurses are that if, if I advocate for something that goes against what my organization says, I could lose my license, I could lose my job, right? Those are the two biggest fears. So it's good to see nurses like yourself actually um, making an impact. And you know, it's okay to advocate for the things that you believe in. And it's okay to go outside the box and use social media or whatever medium you can to make sure that people are listening and the right people.
2: Yeah, no, totally, for sure. And I'm so inspired by all the nurses out there who are now striking for things like safe staffing. It's so cool to see. We're seeing nurses strike in record numbers uh, around the country. And I just think nurses, and I think it's a testament to nurses really coming together and like supporting one another um, to fight for things like safe staffing. Because to go on a strike, um, it's a huge commitment and sacrifice for nurses to make to walk out of a hospital Uh, to stand up for patient safety and advocacy. So it's it's really inspiring to see.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that we keep hearing, not even just from nursing students, right, to, you know, nurses at the executive level. Like, how do we go about advocating for change because I, I don't know what it's like in the States, but there like, there's a lot of fear, right? We had one particular case where a nurse who she was actually, um she actually wasn't on shift or anything. Her, her father was, was sick and she made a social media post just saying, you know, I I'm not happy with the care and they dragged her through the mud. Um, uh-huh. It was, it was actually quite, yeah, it was quite unfortunate where they, um she ended up losing her license. Um, She did end up taking them all back to court on the, on the basis that you know, she's an individual who can say whatever she wants to because they were saying her protected. She's using a protected title. She shouldn't say these things. And it really created this kind of like boogeyman story where if if you were a nurse, if you speak out, you're going to lose your job. She did fight it and she actually was vindicated. So she ended up getting her license back. And and but the thing is, the pain and the trauma for advocating was was still lived with her. So I know here in Canada, a lot of nurses are very afraid. They, they'll they make anonymous accounts, but they won't attach their names to it. Yeah. And we're trying to continue to have a conversation with people to say, you know what? We're on the right side of history if we're talking about, you know, the fact that we're seeing patient harm. You, you don't have to name a hospital, but you can talk about your experiences. You can talk about the things that you've seen. And it's actually OK to advocate for things that we see injustices. Just like you mentioned about, you know, the, the blood bin. I remember when I heard about that, I was just like, this is how does that make any sense? It makes no sense. And again, it's about bringing that that educational lens and saying that it's OK that if there's something that you love and you're passionate about, that we should advocate for it.
2: Yeah, I think it's all about, you know, having a call to action and being positive. I think when it came to the blood ban, I could have easily said, don't donate blood. No one donate blood. We're going to go, you know, bash the FDA. But instead, we took a positive approach where no one knows about the ban. So let's raise awareness on it. And we're going to get other people to donate blood in our place. So while we're encouraging the FDA to lift the ban, we're also getting people to donate blood. So I think it's uh, all about being strategic, turning a negative into a positive to get everyone on your side, and uh, having a call to action. You can't just complain about something without having a proposed solution, right? Because then you're just talking to the wind. So so really putting in the time and effort to think, what can nurses do? What can I get others to do to be on my side and kind of support this cause and initiative?
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Absolutely. I think it's great to have, you know, the right people in your circle and supporting you. And I can't end this episode without bringing up Nurse John because we love Nurse John. <laughs> we know yes. that you know Nurse John. How, how did the two of you meet? And do you guys kind of, uh, do you guys collaborate together on anything
2: yeah, Nershan is great. I love Nershan. We just met really online through TikTok and social media. So whenever we do get the chance to be together, we will make a video or two. But it's it's so cool. He's from Canada. I love getting his perspective and kind of mixing those. He's from, he, he lives in Montreal. So really? it's really cool that. being able to, yeah, he's Canadian. Um, it is cool being able to see his perspective and kind of combining our two together. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah that that is amazing and I think that you know I think The more nurses are seen, again, like I said, in these spaces, the more that we can advocate, whether it's through a funny joke or a meme, or I think there's still that real undertone where we're actually talking about the things that mean the most to us, whether it's mental health, whether it's safe staffing, whether it's just bringing awareness. I think all those things are creating that positive change. And we want to thank you for coming on our episode. But I have one more question before you go. Um, What is the best part of what you are currently doing with your life right now? What do you... What do you find the most um, joy out of right now?
2: Mm, I find joy from seeing people laugh. I find joy from hearing and seeing stories of nurses coming together. And, and honestly, that's why I do what I do. That's my favorite part is kind of hearing everyone's story, how either my show brought people together or coming on nurse kind of see uh it, you know, what's so cool about NurseCon kind of at C is we allow uh, people to bring guests. So if so if you're a licensed registered nurse, you could come with the cruise and you could bring a non-healthcare worker. And we had a couple on, she was a nurse, her husband was just a business person, and they both attended one of our trans um CE courses where how to care for, you know, trans patients. And they left like crying, and we were wondering why he wanted to attend and see the CNE, but one of their child is trans, and it was so cool that even though Nurse Kind of C is geared towards you know nurses and healthcare workers, that a course, a CNE course, could still affect someone who who's not in healthcare at all. So I think it's things like that that are really, really cool and special to me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Again, something again we're continuing to fight for for a social justice perspective because the narrative out there is actually quite terrible, and it's something that um, we're we're quite passionate about too. I actually in my master's degree, I I study transgender medicine because I want to be a part of. I think it's so important that we have that that informed care lens, and I think that you know we we have work to do. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you'll continue to do and whatever work we'll continue to do. So before I leave, is there anything that we might have missed that we did? touch on in this episode today
2: thank you so much for doing your podcast and just to everyone listening thank you so much for all your support and know that you definitely have a voice and matter and you're not alone so thank you all for having me i will see you in toronto and i will see you hopefully on nurse kind of
0: absolutely Yay. thank you so much thank for coming, you. nurse blake
2: bye